Straight talk, uncut. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Tillis again, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on April 18th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. What do you want meaning for? Life is desire, not meaning. Again, what do you want meaning for? Life is desire, not meaning. And that's by Charlie Chaplin. So let's let's take the desire part out of that. And let's just go with what do you want meaning for? And then you couple that with all the things that you read about, all the things that you hear about. The, the things that give you the most angst in, in your daily life, your daily activity. At least in my in my own experience, the things that annoy me with the news, uh, the things that annoy me with, you know, some of the most the, the, the more horrific stuff that goes on in the world. And the way I feel about it usually stems from me, usually stems from my trying to associate a meaning from it. Even the way people act, the way people drive, you know, when people just do mean-spirited, awful, or things with malicious intent, you're usually trying to associate, put, you know, put a meaning to it. Like, why, why would someone do that? Or why did this happen? You know what I mean? Like, even even down to a bad ending of a movie, you're trying to put meaning to it. Like, what? You know, something you don't understand, you're trying to put meaning to it. And the way you feel about it, a situation, the way you feel about a person, a lot of times, in my experience, I, I know I keep saying, I keep generalizing, but I'm speaking from my experience. A lot of times it comes from my trying to associate a meaning from it that I that I understand and that I can accept. You know what I mean? Like, so so you put that and then let's go, let's add the desire part to it. So let's say we just lived our life without trying to put meaning to situations without trying to put meaning to our daily lives and just not even go off instinct just go off desire what would the world be like then what would your day just your 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 world what would it be like then if you just ran off of desire and and not trying to put meaning to it i don't know i mean it's it's like it's something when i read this quote it's something that I, I understood the one aspect of it, but I don't know how I feel about it if I, you know, just just working off desire. I mean, sure, as a creative, you work off of passion and desire, but without that meaning part, that's, that's something, to, something to think about. Matter of fact, my wife and I, we just saw this old movie this weekend called Syriana. Um, 
and it was it was uh old movie. I think it came out like in 05 or something like that. It had Jeffrey Wright, uh Matt Damon and George Clooney. And it was I think it was loosely based off some some things that were going on in the world at that time about oil and big oil corporations and stuff like that. The movie was totally um different than what I thought. And, and a lot of times the reason I, I like watching like these these old movies because sometimes when you, when you know when you watch a movie that's current uh when it first come out a lot of times you you've seen so many trailers and 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 uh spoilers and you know you've seen so much hype about the movie it's hard to enjoy it without some sort of like you know like like forethought of what of what you think it's going to be you know, and then I, I I vaguely remember like this movie like coming out, but I I never seen it, and then I didn't know much about it, and so when we watched it, it was like it just you know it was like one of those movies to where we had really no emotion throughout the entire movie, and and one reason was because we didn't know what what it, what it was about. And then just based off, you know, us getting the movie, looking at the cover and stuff, it was still different than what we thought. And again, the movie, the movie had good ratings because, you know, I looked, I looked it up on IMDb as we were watching it. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I was just so confused about the movie and it had good ratings. Actually, no, no. This is why I looked it up. We, we, we got like five movies from the library because you know, we were gonna get a snowstorm, and um, you know, we thought we were gonna be in the house for a while, and so, you know, I, of course, we weren't gonna be able to watch all of them. So my wife, we we watched one. It was called uh, the Perfect, the Perfect Man, or something like. Yeah, the Perfect Man. They had like uh, Morris Chestnut, Michael Ely, and uh, uh, what's the chick's name, Sanaya Latham. And uh, and that movie was sort of what we thought it was going to be because we saw like preview previews on other old movies we watch. So we had like uh, three or four more more movies to watch, and so my wife was like, she she picked her two and then told me to pick from those two. So I looked up the reviews, and um, on two one was the other one was uh, uh, the Wedding Ringer, Kevin Hart. And the Syriana movie had better ratings. So, I mean, it had like a almost like a eight eight uh, star rating on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. So I went with that one. And you know, of course, those ratings are based off the movie when it came out. So I, I went with that one. But it it was like a slow movie. And going back to the meaning thing, the movie I like I, neither one of us at like the like the movie at the end the, it just ended and that's because we were trying to put meaning to it you know we were like what <laughs> we were like what the hell like what if you've seen the movie before you know what I'm talking about the movie ends with um Jeffrey Wright getting dropped off at his at his house and you know throughout the movie there was there was a guy when when Jeffrey Wright would come home, there was a guy sitting on his porch. I didn't know if it was his dad or his like a brother or uncle or somebody. 
but it was a it was whoever the guy was he was a drunk and he was you know he, he was had this like judgment of Jeffrey Wright for what he did for what for the job he did and so but it never comes out like exactly who this guy is and then the story end the movie ends with Jeffrey Wright coming home and um and that guy is sitting on his porch again and, and he like drunk you know like bent over on his knees and then Jeff Wright like taps his own shoulders you know tell him like come on in and that's and that's it it ends so I'm like what you know I'm, I'm like well what the hell you know even though the move at that time like two hours had already passed I think I'm thinking uh well, what you know, like, is there any more movie left? And but no, it was that was it. So, going back to that meaning thing, you know, was it a good movie? May, maybe if we if we knew what it meant, <laughs> you know, maybe if we knew what all that meant, it would have been a, it would have been a good movie. So, um, so yeah, so so I'm I'm, I'm going to test that. I'm going to try to. Um, you know, like not associate or try not to put a meaning on everything, like like why something happened, like it's just you know like crazy. Um, because that could that could like take you in all sorts of different emotional paths, you know, when you try to put meaning to the the craziness that goes on in the world. You know what I mean? So, anyways, um, all right. So, what's going on? I posted. Uh, I'm, I'm still keeping on my track of my my challenges. Uh, did my eight workout this morning. Uh, Got to tell you, I'm I'm feeling good. You know, I the way I've been uh, doing these workouts is is to um, is so I really don't have to take a, a day off to recover. You know, I, I built, I sort of built into these workouts a way of training to where some days are easier than others, and um, you know, some some uh, days are like like if I know I did like a brutal workout the previous day, the next day is going to be just like core and, and stuff like that, and not you know, not movements that's going to re- require a lot of shoulders. That's usually where I get the most fatigue, my shoulders. In, in my knees so for the most part I'm staying away from any kind of work any kind of exercise that's going to put a lot of impact on my knees because usually if I have to take days off to recover it's because of you know I twerk my knee or something like that so I'm really staying away from from uh, exercise throughout the whole challenge that that are not putting any a, a lot of heavy impact on my knees today was the probably the first workout that put a little bit of uh, strain on my knees, and that I did this one um, exercise called like the uh, horizontal. Some some people I've seen it called horizontal thrust, but I call it horizontal jack press. It's like you're doing a jumping jack, but instead of your head, your hands going over your head, they're going out horizontally. And I used uh, ten pound dumbbells, and I also have a. Uh, there's also another one called vertical, in which you're pretty much doing a jumping jack, but you have um, you have 10 pound weights in your hand and instead of your arms swinging out, they're just going straight up like you're doing a shoulder press. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, eight days in, I'm, I'm already, you know, <laughs> pretty pretty proud of myself. So 
Uh, also, I posted my eighth pick this morning, and I posted uh, two over the weekend. Um, let me see, what did I post? I can't remember. Let me see, Friday, Saturday. I can't remember what I posted. Oh man, I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe I missed maybe I I have to I have to look at what I posted the weekend because I only remember posting yesterday. I have to, I have to I have to check. I think I posted that out of order. But anyway, the um I know two pictures I posted. Oh, you know what? I think I did. I think I posted pictures out of order for some reason. I have to go back and fix that because I was going to post some pictures. Uh, from Estes Park, Colorado, that I that I came across. These were pictures I took in in I think 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. Um, and and they were you know film pictures I took with a Z a Pentax ZX ZX50, which is a film camera, and um, had them develop. And I I scanned the print, the actual four by six or five by seven prints scan them to to uh to the computer and, and then put them on a disc and i came across a lot of of my old stock old pictures that i would that i've been you know just going through and when i came across i came across these pictures and i, I was just taking a look at that look i think i was using fuji uh actually i think i was pretty much using the same film that i've been using recently uh the fuji uh like anywhere from 100 to 400 speed uh, Velvia. Was I using Velvia? That Fuji? I can't remember. Extra? I can't remember what I was using. I could have been using. Um, I had to go. I had to go and look at the 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 actual trans the actual negatives. But those were on those were on CDs. And you know, just looking at the color, I mean, those the, the ones from Estes Park that I post up, nothing nothing is done to them. You know, I just scanned them. However, I scanned them in. I think at that time I was scanning them in at like, at like 600 DPI and saving them as like TIFFs. <laughs> so they were like huge files. But um, yeah, so that color, you know, it look they look cross processed, but they're not. That's just the color. Only thing I did was crop, you know, crop it because they were they were scanned on a flatbed scanner, so I had to um, straighten them up and then crop them. Because the way I was scanning at that time, because you know, since I wasn't scanning the negative, I was just scanning the the, the um, actual prints. I would just put however many would fit on my flatbed and just go through and scan. Uh, you know, scan them. You know, just scan one at a, one at a time. Or sometimes I would just scan the whole, all of them at once, and then go out, go into uh, Photoshop, and and cut them. You know, separate them out to each individual print. Um, because I, I mean, it was pretty much volume. Then I was just going for volume. I wasn't, I wasn't really doing anything to where I thought I was going to print them. So I was just trying to digitize them so I can store, cause I had a ton of just prints everywhere. So I was I was just trying to digitize them so I can uh, put the prints and negatives in storage. So um, so yeah, so I've, I was going to go through 
and post a few of those. Probably this week, I probably just post a few different ones from from uh, Estes Park. And that was the only trip we all, we I've, we've only went to Estes Park once. It was just me, my wife, my my sister came to visit, and I can't even remember if it was in 2000. If it was after 2000, I know we had uh, one. My oldest daughter should have been born by then, but some I vaguely remember my my. Uh, my wife being pregnant so it may have been either in early the early part of 2000 it could have been it could have been the early part of 2000 anyway but just to give you some sense of how you know how how long back that was so and like i said earlier i'm going to be doing some of that i'm going to be posting some recent stuff as well as some uh you know some stuff from from years ago um I, when i was when i found those those CDs, I also came across about ten rows of film <laughs> that I never developed. Um, and so, and I think I mentioned to you guys, I found a, a, a service on eBay specifically for that reason. You know, they they process like ten rows of film for twenty bucks. Ten rows of film shipped um, for ten bucks, and and they you know they send send the negatives and. I was, I was looking at it this morning, you know, just going through the profile and reading to make sure there was no catch, you know, no strings attached to anything. And it, uh, there was a big note saying that that service is going to end, you know, here soon because, you know, it's, it's not cost effective. And, and I was when I saw it, I was thinking, like, how, how, how can they do that and make, and make a profit? But I think it was just like an introductory service that they started to um, you know to get people on board of the other service they offer you know like prints and CDs all the other stuff so so I'm gonna take advantage of that before I can't anymore at least one at least for one time to just get this stock down and then uh, you know I'll see if I'm gonna do the C41 myself when you know when um, when I get a kit because as of now the kits the kits, the C41 processing kit, I, I can't do 10 rolls of film for 20 bucks. You know, at the most I can do eight rolls and then it, it'll cost me, you know, almost 30 bucks, including, you know, like $24 Then shipping was like six, I think the last time I checked, or, or if not $30, close to it, like 28, 27. So I'm gonna take advantage of this deal just to get these rolls of film developed and see what's on them. I'm interested to, to see what's on them. So that's going on. Um, I told you guys about, you know, I ordered that printer. It's, it'll be here this week. But what I did find out was there doesn't seem to be any reputable third-party inkjet carts for that Canon Pixma Pro 10. It seems like you have to just, you can, although you can refill the OEM cartridges, so but a, a set of 10 OEM cartridges costs, you know, over $100. So, you know, the the, the upfront car, you know, and I went back and forth with this of, of uh, you know, whether I wanted to get this printer or not. But then, I, you know, I came to the conclusion, well, I'm not just getting it for prints. I need a printer anyway. The whole, my whole initial point was um, that my printer that I was doing, you know, used for my, for transparencies for my screen printing gave out and then the reason why I started looking at 
better printer uh, better printers is to you know because the the printer I had it was I just used it for that one thing you know and and I didn't have the room to get another printer for prints so you know it, it was just kind of a a moment to think you know well if I'm going to be buying a new printer then again well I want one that I can use for more than just printing those transparencies so so that's that's why I started looking into better quality printers and you know uh, but still at a at a real real uh, discount and so um, so that yeah so that's what I'm going to be doing I'm going to be opening up my Etsy shop back up that I was doing uh, doing the the prints the, the quote prints and uh, and being that this print will be better I may even expand it into doing other stuff you know at first I was just offering the screen prints and um, but you know I, I don't I don't know if people care <laughs> I don't know if people I don't know if people care if it's just if it's screen prints or inkjet, I don't think people people really give a shit. You know what I mean? Because you know they just want something to put on the wall, something uh, you know, a conversation piece or something. So I don't, I don't think they really care. Because I looked at other people that had similar shops, uh, uh, but most of them were just doing inkjets, and they seemed to be doing pretty pretty well as far as sales goes. So. And, and most of them was charging less than what I was charging for screen print. Or actually, no, more more for inkjets than I was charging for screen prints. So, so you know, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is screen printing as far as cost is cheaper, but the time, you know, when, when I say as far as cost, like cost of material is cheaper, but the time to do it is more. Um, up front because you gotta you know you gotta design the image you have to print the trans transparency you have to burn the screen you have to watch out wash out the screen and then you have all the things that comes along with pressing the print you have to prep the screen you have to print the, the image and uh, then clean up but what I was doing to save me a, a little time wins was anytime I did like a new print, I mean, you know, of course this is the smart way. Anytime I would do a new design, I would print like 10, 10 at a time. And um, and I and, and pretty much that's what I was offering. Like when I when I made a design, you know, I would do 10. So it's just like everything is up front that, you know, all the time I, I in effort, I did it the, the up front the one time and then um you know, I have 10 prints, but then the only, only thing with that is storing them. Storing them to make sure they don't get damaged or anything like that. So, so you know, I'd be opening that up either either the same shop or I may I may just close that shop and up, open up a new one because uh, it was called hand, hand pull screen prints. And if I'm not just going to be, you know, hand pulling, you know, if I'm going to offer inkjet and stuff like that, the name of the shop really doesn't make sense. You know, people, um, you know, I may have to have to broaden that title a little bit more. Um, and I think you can change your title, your shop, the name of your shop on Etsy, but I, I can't remember right off. So, so look forward to that. Also, I did a test, you know, with my uh, 
setup of doing YouTube videos of, of, the, of my uh, point and shoot cameras. And um, yeah, I think it's gonna work. <laughs> Only thing I did was I just took a car smartphone mount and just inverted it over my desk to where it's pointed down. And I used uh, my Note 5 as the, as the camera with, with um, what is it called, side sync? So I can see see it on the monitor, and it worked out fine. So <laughs> I think that's the way way I'm going to go because I do have a, a, a life cam, a Microsoft life cam. But the thing with with that is it kept, you know, it kept trying to focus. It, you know, it was it would lose focus, and I hate that when I watch when I see that in a video, and you can tell that the camera is searching for focus. But the Note Five seemed to be seemed to just stay. You know, stay in focus. It doesn't like try to search for. Um, it wasn't like searching all around for, you know, for focus points. So, so that's going to be the setup. And the only thing I'm, I'm working with now is 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 seeing if I'm just going to record audio straight through the Note 5, or if I'm I'm going to record audio through, um, you know, through my computer and my my a better microphone and then sync it up. But again, you know, um, my whole thing is not to not to be you know trying to uh, add all this all this after this post processing and post editing stuff i'm just trying to create content without all the hassle so uh, i'm not sure if i want to do that because that's that's I, i've never done that i've never recorded audio separate from from video and then synced it up but i've seen people with good results and I've seen some of those videos to where the, the it's off, you know, the syncing is off. So I don't know if I want to mess with that or not. And um, it, at least not for now. So the first few you guys see, uh, that may be, you know, is the, the audio quality just be through the Note 5. Um, oh, it's another thing that I realized I wasn't doing because I was, I was planning on processing like, you know, I wasn't planning on bulk processing C41, so I wasn't too worried about it. But now that I'm going to, like, send in these 10 rolls of film, or, yes, 10 rolls of film to this, you know, to get processed, I, I'm i going to lose track of, of what camera or what roll of film was shot with what, what camera. Because my initial intent, intent was to take each roll up to, you know, uh, Walgreens, Walmart, somewhere to get processed. And, and, you know, I, if I'm just taking one roll, I know what camera it came from. But now, <laughs> I'm not going to know that. So, it, that's going to throw a wrench in my plan. There's a few cameras I, I, I know I'm going to know because I only shot, I shot certain things with certain cameras. So, I'm going to know, like, uh, there's only one camera that I have that shoots, that I think that shoots macro. So, that's, you know, it's going to be obvious which camera that is. And although there's, a, I have two Two, two or three cameras that shoot in panoramic. There's only one that I was using for that <clears throat> specific feature. So, but I think what I'm going to do uh, from now on uh, is take, you know, take a shot of of like the camera's manual or just like a, you know, like a what what you call it? I, f I forget what what it's called, but I remember when I used to do school photography. We would we would cut the we would shoot the first, um, you know we would shoot the the slide or whatever you call it, 
of this, you know, it had all it had all the, um, the like the nameplate or whatever you call it of the school, the the date, everything, and so we would know what role, you know, at the beginning of the role, so we would know what role, and we would do that in the middle if we had to change film as well. So I think that I'm gonna, you know, use that that technique to keep track of what camera and what film, you know, just take, just bring up a picture or um, something of, of the camera and just take the picture of it and then I know what camera, what role belongs to what camera. I was, I was actually thinking that, thinking about that as I was going to sleep last night. I was like, you know, cause I decided yesterday when I was, when I was seeing, um, looking up the, the C41, the tetanol kits. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, since I got all this other stuff going on, and plus, you know, this printer coming in, that's gonna be a learning curve. I was like, let me just go ahead and get these rolls of film processed. And um, then I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna know what roll came from what, what camera, because when I was gonna do the reviews, or not reviews, but like the little summary or walkthrough of these point and shoot cameras, one thing I was gonna do is, um, is is you know show some images from each camera at the end of every every little walkthrough but now that's going to be like a challenge you know i'm not really sure sure if i'm going to be able to do that through the initial phase so i may have to come through with like a follow-up of images shot at on what camera you know once i finish other rows of a film um so so yeah so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna be I don't know, man. And the other thing with bulk is mean is meaning that it's gonna be a longer time before I can um, get film processed. You know what I mean? Because if they if they're doing like up to ten rolls at a time for the same price, I'm not gonna send in one roll for the same price that I could have gotten up. 10 rows process but even still if i was processing them myself i would i would do the same thing because with the kits you can you can process up to eight rows with one liter um and i'm not and i, and I don't think those those kits last that long so you know you you pretty much have to process in bulk and i think that's what those those tetanol kits were the ones that i've been seeing i think they were for like press photographers in the field and they were for they 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 weren't meant to be stored you know they weren't meant to be shelved for a long time they meant for like one time use in the field so so even still you know that that problem um comes up to where um yeah you know what i i just may end up doing it just doing a walkthrough and then doing follow-ups of of the images from you know whatever camera just just go like that uh, that's gonna be kind of weird because it's like, well, you know, I want to, you know, I know a lot of times when I see reviews of cameras or especially like film vintage camera, I want to see pictures from it. So I don't know, I have to, I have to see. Um, I have to see what I'm, what I'm gonna do about that. But uh, anyway, stay tuned, stay tuned to Straight Talk Uncut. Uh, you know, if, if you listen, if you're uh, looking at the or listening to the audio straight from SoundCloud or I, wherever you're listening to it from, you know, iTunes, SoundCloud or the straighttalkuncut.com website, 
you know, leave comments. Leave comments. Let me know what you think about the podcast outside of the the, the audio quality of these uh, you know these these commute editions that I do because I know the the uh, you know the the surround noise that the ambient noise it can can be distracting but you know whatever that's I, I just got to roll with it so anyway that's it for this episode like I always say I don't know a lot but what I do know I talk straight about this is straight talk uncut thank you guys for coming back and listening to another episode and I'll talk to you in the next episode